It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is awesome to have you out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm also an author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last show, we chatted with Angela from Bathing Bunnies about personalization for the baby market. You can join the chat about that episode and this one in our e-commerce master plan world Facebook group, which you will find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Judith Trainer is the director and founder of Temples and Markets, an online-only e-commerce business who are helping to trade artisans in Southeast Asia into a better life and bringing unique products to a customer who wouldn't otherwise find them. After 12 months of preparation, the website launched in November 2015 and now has 15,000 on the email list and anticipates a monthly revenue of 10,000 by Christmas 2016 that's heavily built on repeat purchases. I promise those are two topics we will be getting into later. Hi Judith. Hi there, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And I've just given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started off in e-commerce? Well, I previously had an interior decoration and renovation project management company. So I'm no stranger to having my own business or sourcing product. Um, I had a website for that company, but it's not one that you'd buy from. And going back about 25 years because um, I'm originally from London, um, and now living in Australia. But um, I actually worked in the buying and merchandising departments for, first of all, House of Fraser and then Debenhams. Oh, wow. So I guess I've been sourcing product um, for, you know, well, life's kind of gone full circle and I'm now back in the world of retail fit, um, sourcing product again. Um, from So about two, oh, around two years ago, I had I came up with the concept for the business of Temples and Markets. I'd been a frequent traveler to Southeast Asia for nigh on 20 years, and I'd often come back wearing something, a piece of jewelry or carrying a handbag that I'd bought on a trip, and people would always say, oh, wow, where did you get that? And I'd say, Thailand, for example, and then their face would drop. <laughs> so um, so there was that element, and then there was um, I'd come back from a trip and I'd be thinking about all these amazing things that I'd seen there. You know, there's so much, so much uniqueness and creativity in places like Thailand and Vietnam, and and, I, you know, you can't buy everything you want because you don't think you've got enough luggage capacity or, or you suddenly start translating the money into, <laughs> you know, your own money and think, oh, actually, it's really expensive. Um, you get back and, oh, why didn't I get that? You mm-hmm. know, all these things I could have bought. So from there, again, I'm thinking, well, wouldn't it be wonderful to make these things available outside of Southeast Asia? Um, January 2015, I was in CM Reaping, Cambodia. Um, and a la- I met a lady who became the catalyst for the business. So something, okay. a concept that I had in my mind for a long time, uh, came into fruition through a lady called Rani. She's a beautiful jewelry designer from CM Reap in Cambodia. You wouldn't know that she was there unless she happened to be literally in the alleyway. I mean, <laughs> well, like a lame way where her little, lovely little jewelry boutique is. Um, I, w- I only found it because... There's actually a cocktail bar that's next door to her <laughs> in this lame way. I think we're all relieved um, to know you're not purely shopping on these holidays that you're having some alcohol too. You need some sustenance between yeah, shopping. Definitely. So, um, 
a lovely little um, window display and it just drew me in. Um, long story short, so chatting to Rani, turns out her story is she um, married an, a guy from India, went to live in India for four years. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. She came back to Cambodia and divorce isn't a done thing. And she, her parents basically, you know, wouldn't let her back into the family home and she was effectively homeless. Um, so she was literally in the, in the little town of Siem Reap with her, on her scooter, dending shed with a scooter. And she saw these tiny, it's a shame you can't see them because I'm, you know, I'm holding them, a tiny little <laughs> seeds. Uh, they're literally seeds that fall off the native trees in Siem Reap. And she knew she could make something beautiful with them. She's always been creative, um, but she was one of seven kids and she couldn't get to go to design college or anything like that. Um, it took her a long time to work out how was she going to get a hole in these seas and make jewellery out of them. It took months, actually. And she was trying a different way. She was cutting her hands up, blah, blah, blah. And finally, she basically works out. She, she does it with a hand drill. Fast forward to when I've met her. Um, she's now got this lovely little shop and she's got seven gorgeous ladies from the village um, nearby who are in her workshop now making them wow. the jewellery for her. And I watched them, they're making it, with, they're sitting there on the floor with these buckets of tiny seeds and then, you know, the hand drill with no gloves, no, no safety equipment. Um, just from there, you know, her story was so amazing, so inspiring. Um, and there's so many stories out there like it. And I decided I wanted to get her story out there and I want to get so many other stories of people I've met because you know, when you're traveling you have time to chat to people and I just thought I came up that was the catalyst for putting temples and markets into place um and telling the story so the tagline is every product has a story oh wow and then and that was you know all these ideas just came together in that conversation yeah. in that moment like right I'm doing this this is my first product yeah that's right so and she coming back from that trip um, I, I cemented it in my brain. That's where I wanted to go with it. Um, and just make it a little bit different with every product has a story. So that's really giving a face, I think, to what the often what can be cold world of e-commerce. Oh, completely. So you can go on my website and you can literally read the stories behind the products and the people that make them. Excellent. Well, look, before we dive into kind of some more of that social enterprise angle and some of the other things that, that you're doing, let's just, just uh, take a bit of a snapshot of the business as it is right now. So you're, you've already said you're in Australia and whereabouts are you selling to? Okay, so I'm based in Sydney, Australia, work from home, um, but sell all over the world. I ship all over the world. I've actually had sales recently um, in Taiwan, in from Dubai, um, uh, the UK and quite a few repeat customers from the States and of course, Australia. Excellent. And uh, we've talked a bit about the product being jewellery. I'm guessing there's quite a wide range of items that you're selling, different types of product. That's right. So I call it a curated store, uh, almost like a department store, really. So it's not just jewellery. Um, it's predominantly or pretty much everything is handmade. Um, jewellery, bags, fashion accessories and home decor. There's a big home decor element because uh, I think people who've been traveling to Southeast Asia, that, that's something they really remember, you know, the really unique kind of home decorative items, the Buddhas and things like that that you can find there. So there's a lot of that as well. There's particular cushion covers and runners. It's kind of like that, um, you know, if you're staying in a luxury hotel and you see those beautiful runners on the beautifully made mm -hmm. beds, um, yeah, I sell those as well, the runners, and you can kind of create that sort of almost a luxury hotel look when you get home. Excellent. And what's the platform that you're selling on? Are you on a Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento or something bespoke? Buy a Shopify responsive theme. 
Lovely. And given you're on Shopify, I'm assuming you've got at least one widget or plugin or something running. So are you I've able to share? quite a few. I'm yeah. a big fan of the Shopify. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, I should just say, not just Shopify, I also sell, I've got the Shop Out Insta link. So, you know, through Instagram, people can get through to the website. And also because of the home decor, um, I sell through House. Yeah, but that also is linked to Shopify. And um, in terms of the apps, yeah. I've tried many and I've got some real favorites. I'm going to think, mention three or four, if you don't mind. Yeah, go so, for it. So Lucky Orange, I've discovered in the last couple of months, absolutely amazing. You can literally live view who's on your site anytime. Um, so I can click a link. Well, it actually sort of it rings a bell when someone comes online. I can go in. I could, you know, I could watch this 24-7, see who's <laughs> in there, what they're doing. And you can actually say, do you want to chat? It's almost like stalking your customer. <laughs> don't want to scare anybody off. But um, uh, you can say, do you want to chat? And you can also see why they haven't gone to the cart or what they might have been looking at and things like that. So Lucky Orange is amazing. Uh, Receiptful is another one. They send really good um, email receipt, well, receipt emails, I should say. And they do also the product recommendations. You know, if you like this, you'll also like blah, blah. And I've tried a couple of review apps, but the one that's by far seems to be the best for the money is one called Judge.me. They're really happy with that. Um, and that's got automatic reviews, customer reviews that go straight to Facebook. Oh, nice. And just uh, by the by, in terms of accounting, <laughs> <laughs> I use the Shopify to zero as an automatic download. Um, and I've recently discovered Entryless, which is an, an app where you can uh, take photos of your receipts and that gets scanned through to a platform which then feeds into Zero, and then Shopify's feeding, feeding into Zero. So it's big time-saving, you know, systems. Especially when so you're all of those. traveling around the Far East and, you know, buying <laughs> and, right. and accumulating all those expenses. There's, no, there's nothing worse than a, than a work trip away and you come back and you're like, the last thing I want to do is deal with all of that paperwork. <laughs> so if you can snap it as you're going around, that sounds brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's your team like, Judith? Is it just you or have you got outsourced people to, in different areas or freelancers? Uh, what does um, it look like? So, I mean, I could say I'm the director, I'm the source of products, I'm the marketing manager, web maintainer, graphic designer. <laughs> but I do know that, um, you know, you just cannot do everything yourself. If you try and do everything yourself, you, you will go crazy. And also you've got to um, use other people's expertise as, you know, I'm not great at everything. I uh, wouldn't possibly say I was. So, um been very resourceful and uh, you know I use my people close to me <laughs> um, so for example my stepfather who lives nearby he used to have a sub post office for many many years in the UK he now lives in Australia as well so he does my order fulfillment uh, he packages everything beautifully with bubble wrap and tissue paper because you know he's fantastic at that um, in terms of uh, the SEO um, I've got I use freelancer.com and I've had a guy called Kashif based in Pakistan um, who has done this amazing SEO stuff for me where I mean it's literally it is working clearly because I've had the sales you know yeah. from the US and all over um, so yep that's so I use freelancer and you know so much cheaper than using a digital agency here I would say um, it's a company called Elite Photo Editing. They're based in Vietnam for spice, spice, photo editing. <laughs> Clues uh, in the name. 
the, that's right. Um, to you know, I, I do some of the background removal for images myself, but you know, it's so time consuming. So I was actually contacted. I've used a different, a few different companies for the photo editing, but um, uh, the uh, chap from Elite, he actually contacted me. He found me, I think, on Instagram, and um, we've got quite a good relationship going. So that's fantastic. Nice. Um, my 11-year-old son's help with Pinterest. <laughs> actually, he got me going with my Instagram hashtags at the beginning. He does some of the um, back-end uploading product when I've got a lot to do. Um, and I had an intern for a while, which was absolutely amazing. So she was a design graduate. Yeah. left uni. And, you know, her photography skills, photoshopping skills were far in advance of mine. And I wish I could have kept her, but she got she got a full-time paid job. But I'm going to look for another intern because, you know, they're just priceless. Just help you and then you give them the experience for their resume. You know, again, it's a complete win-win. It's fabulous. It is scary how, uh, you know, I dabble with my own bits of kind of Photoshopping and all the rest of it. But when you see someone who's actually really knows how to use it, the speed at which they do things is just crazy. Like, true and a huge difference I know yeah, that's right yeah and they can put shadows on things and things like that and just not just <laughs> remove the, the background it makes a huge difference yeah it's, it's like all these it's because it is a totally different language you want a shadow oh it's not really called a shadow it's called something else oh okay then thanks exactly, Shop- thanks, right, thanks photoshop <laughs> yeah. but I, I've got lots and lots of questions I want to ask you and dive into some detail but before I do that I want to know what you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now the most awesome thing, I would say win-win. It's the win-win. Um, what I do is sell ethical, ethically made products um, from artisans based in Southeast Asia. Now, a lot of these people have been trained by a social enterprise. They may have come from a poverty-stricken area. Um, they're often marginalized. And so they've been, they are trained in hand-making a beautiful piece of jewelry or a gorgeous bag. And through this training, they're being empowered for you know, getting a sustainable future for them, their community, their children. Their children are often educated by the social enterprise. Um, so win-win in terms of I get to make a difference to their life, I hope. Um, the person, the, my customer, gets a beautiful product at the same time knowing that they can literally make a tangible difference to somebody's life in Southeast Asia. And obviously win-win for the artisan. You know, it's not just a charity where they're being given money and it stops there. They've got training, that they've got a future. So the win-win, I love being part of that. It's to make a positive difference in the world, you know, makes you feel great. Definitely. And it's um, it kind of brings me on to one of my next next questions, actually, which is that that win-win angle and the, the I, I assume, solve some of the problems of the eclectic product range. Because you said, you know, you've got that curated store which means you've got um, you've got lots of different types of products, which means there's oodles of different keywords. So it becomes quite hard to say it's not like you're a, you're a website selling miso soup or selling um, chili yep. sauce or something. It's got all these different parts to it, which can make the marketing quite tricky unless you've got that edit really strong and the story behind it really strong. So have you found the eclectic products to be a challenge with your marketing? Not with the marketing as such. Um, there is a big movement, I think, for going towards ethical shopping worldwide and sustainable uh, manufacturing worldwide and going away from fast fashion. So I guess I can, in terms of keywords, I use a lot of that. I use sustainable or recycling or ethical. I think the curated side of it, the 
the tricky part for me comes in with the shipping, to be honest, getting a, a shipping cost that kind of works across all, you know, something from a tiny pair of earrings to a big Buddha figurine, for example. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets tricky. Uh, okay, so so because you've got that overarching ethical, sustainable message, you're able to focus the marketing on that rather yep. than having to worry too much about the individual products. Pretty much, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, jewellery, I guess, it, it, what, what would you say is the, um, it, it's, it's the leading product. So it's, it's, it is easier to market, I guess, than everything else. Um, but there are a lot of designer jewellery websites out there. So I try and make sure people don't just think it's a jewellery website. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's it, well, I mean, t- marketing is a 24-7 game, isn't it? And I'm always constantly working on new ways to come at it. I mean, from some of the stats you were telling me, you know, as I was putting your your um, your intro together, it's quite clear you're doing quite well on the marketing front. In that, you know, you've got we're so, so everyone knows we're recording this in August 2016. At which point, um, Judith's business has gone from zero in November 2015 to five thousand dollars a month now. So that's what it's, uh, nine months in. Um, she's very confident it's going to be at that $10,000 a month by Christmas 2016. But I think that, so, so you're getting the growth, but I think the most interesting thing is the fact it's, it's heavily based on repeat purchases, which is something which certainly in the first year or so, many businesses forget all about the concept of repeat purchase, but clearly it's really helping you drive, drive the business forward. So what, what approach have you taken? Are you able to, to, um, put it into words how you've managed to get that repeat purchase rate so high? Um, I, I'm trying to create a literally what I'd like to call a beautiful shopping experience. And I, I'm assuming that's what's gone towards the repeat business. I, I think the the theme of the business, and we talk about the win-win, the ethical side, there's a certain, you know, it's a niche area, but I think if you're into that, you're going to be really into that. And I'm, the, the, the products on there, I, I do believe people when they get into it, they see them, they just love them. You know, this beautiful, colorful designer product. You know, these aren't, I don't want people to think it's Southeast Asia, it's tacky souvenirs, it's handicrafts that you, you know, you find in the market. Um, yeah, some of the products you can buy in the market, but there is a designer element to it. You know, these are things that people love. But in terms of um, the beautiful shopping experience, things are beautifully wrapped. Um, I keep everything very personal. So I put a, there's always a handwritten note um, in the packaging saying, you know, thank you for being a customer. I hope you love blah, blah, whatever it is, as much as we do. And a little gift, which um, depending on the country that the product comes from, um, depending on what goes in, but it's normally a tea light with a different type of fragrance depending on the country. So it kind of evokes that fragrance of a spa in Thailand, for example. So I just hope, you know, people receive these parcels, it's just a, they just get a lovely feeling. And I'm sure this is the case because these are the reviews I get, you know, what a wonderful experience um, to shop with you guys has, has to help bringing the people back. And of course, um, my email marketing, um, when, when I do, when I send an email out to the subscriber database, the traffic increases, you know, five to tenfold to the website. So oh. always putting the emails out there, you know, at least once or twice a week with 
new products, um, telling the stories behind the vendors and things like that. Just before we dive into the email, which is something I really want to discuss. um, So that beautiful shopping experience is really about making the parcel as exciting as possible. So when they get that product, it's like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Oh, this is beautiful. This is lovely. The packaging's going, oh, and there's a free gift as well, which is a surprise free gift can work wonders in in binding a customer to you. Is is that that personal element? You know, it's handwritten. I've signed it personally. I've said, you know, big thank you for shopping and, and please come back soon. And oh, I also put a little, um, there's a, one of my flyers that also goes in there, which is an extra 10% off for your next purchase. So hopefully that helps them coming back to you. It certainly seems to. Okay, so let's let's dive into the to the email side of things now. You just said that you're you're sending broadcasts out to the list up to twice a week with yeah. the stories. That's an awful, awful lot of workload. It absolutely is, yes. <laughs> and I've mastered now myself. Um, I use Canva. I, I was finding MailChimp, editing in MailChimp was so tricky, getting the sizing right with the mm-hmm. photos and things like that. So I've now mastered Canva, so I drop a photo from there that I've edited into MailChimp. That's the technical side. But um, okay, it, it is time-consuming, um, but I've seen the results. You know, it's, uh, the day an email goes out, the traffic will increase marked you know, noticeably so noticeably and I'll get the sales through it so oh sometimes I'm sitting there putting the email together and I'm thinking oh you know I hope this isn't going to be a waste of time but no it it, 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 it pretty much nine times out of ten you get results from it so you've just got to keep doing it really got to keep at it at it at it now a lot of a lot of um people I speak to are very nervous about sending emails once a week let alone twice a week. So have you seen any negative impact from that any increase in unsubscribe rates or anything like that or is it is it as far as you can see all positive? Uh, uh probably 90% positive. Um yeah, I get unsubscribes, but I went on a Mailchimp course actually earlier in the year where they told me, you know, unsubscribes are good you want those you don't we've actually taken um people off the subscriber base that haven't engaged oh, excellent. um but generally you know positive you're always going to get some replies that aren't pleasant unfortunately <laughs> i think that's just the nature of the human i am so you know <laughs> i won't go into too many details but i had an email a couple of weeks ago was i don't you know stop sending me this blah blah um i'm not even a woman why would i want to see it it's just a nonsense thing. You could just say, please hit the unsubscribe button. You really don't need to send me the email. But <laughs> yeah. generally, generally, it's all good. Okay, cool. And the other kind of barrier to people going up to that kind of frequency is usually finding something to talk about. But I guess with the number of, with every product having a story, you've got an awful lot of content you can put out there in those emails. That's right. Um, I'm always thinking more and more of things I could be putting out there. But you're yeah, absolutely right. It is hard to try and come up with new things to talk about. Um, but sometimes I, I'm not, there's also a travel element to what I do. So I could even just talk about Thailand, for example. And, you know, I remember one email I did was, Here was here's some product that comes from Thailand. Here's some product that comes from Cambodia. And you put in some lovely photos of, of Thailand, for example. Excellent. So there, there really is, because of the way you've established the business and the focus it's got, there's kind of endless content for blogs and for email and all those kind of things. Definitely. And um, do you do any, like, actually the quick question on the email broadcast, are they very much content driven, which is what we've been talking about, or do you send a lot of offers out there as well? Um, I've tried with some offers and they don't really tend to work. I did, a, um, well, I go back a bit from that 
July had a big, um, being winter in Australia, a big winter sale. The sale worked, it brought people to the site, but in the, I think in the last week, I started doing a free shipping on stock that I've got in Sydney. Um, no one took it up, which is really interesting. No one took up the free shipping offer. They're oh, still buying. In fact, I saw somebody bought um, a product I was advertising on the sale email, and he didn't put in the, the um, code for free shipping. So I thought, okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and um and you're obviously you know you're, you've got 15,000 email subscribers already which is something which some businesses that have been going for two or three years are would be very jealous of so is that purely based on pop-ups and offers in pop-ups or have you done anything else to to attract those email addresses in online digital what's called lead generation so I'm actually on um, some online surveys that go out where it says something along the lines of <clears throat> I, um, Temples and Markets is an Australian online store. Would you like to, he- to hear more about our new accessories, home decor, bags or jewellery? And so it's an opt-in uh, survey. Oh, wow. That is something which, um, which I haven't heard of anyone doing in about six years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so um, it was Australia's over. still behind. <laughs> oh no, no, but clearly it's working. So you're not behind at all. Um, it's something which is really big in the UK. Yeah. About ten years ago, they were at all the trade shows. Now you don't see it at the trade shows anymore, and no one's talking about it. But clearly, it's been hugely powerful yeah. for you. Still happening. Yeah. Ah, oh, excellent. I'm very glad I answered that. I asked that question because I thought you were just going to say pop up, but no. <laughs> don't have that many from pop-ups actually ah so it's it's really really strongly based on the um on the surveys so we've talked a bit there about the email broadcast and the email capture are you doing any automated sequences with your mailchimp you know like a welcome sequence or a post-purchase sequence abandoned baskets anything like that or is it very much about the broadcast at the moment um, no, we've got an automatic, um, automated what they call workflow um, for the subscribers. They get the. I put a lot of work into these, and and I've changed them along the way and perfected them. In fact, when I look back at what was sent out at the beginning, I think, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so the first one is the welcome email. I, from memory, the second one. Oh, then it goes into a split. So the second one is if you had, a, if your preference was to hear more about home decor, you get the home decor email or the bag email, whatever it is. Uh, then I believe from memory, the next one is about this, um, some of the stories behind the website. Um, then I think there's a bestseller one. So yeah, it's an, uh, it's an automated workflow of four emails. Excellent. Then, um, you've also got the content ones that come out, you know, as often as I can get them out. And have you done any abandoned baskets or post-purchase yet, or is that on the to-do list? Absolutely. Um, got the abandoned cart email that goes out. Um, I have with that receiptful app that I was talking about oh, earlier, yeah. they have an automated thing where if they don't don't hear from somebody for a while, they'll send a little reminder. Hello, you know, you might be interested in this There's a new product that's come out. So there's a couple of things there that I do along those lines, definitely. Okay. And they work. Abandoned cart seems to work very well. Yeah, it's, it's a really popular one and it makes it can make a big difference on getting those sales. 
Okay, well, I think we've all had a lot of tips already from Judith, but it's now time to go into the top tips round and get some more. Um, and I love this section because it gives all of us some great ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So first up, Judith, is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off to read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, now I'm going to be a bit tricky here because I don't tend to read business books. Um, I get business guidance from blog posts or networking groups, but I do love getting lost in a book and maybe just taking time out from the business if I can. Um, having said, you know, I just literally finished the new Harry Potter um, script book for a bit of fantasy. For, I read that in a day. Um, however, if I was to recommend reading to listeners, I would say, and it's very relevant to what I'm doing, it's a book called First They Killed My Father, and there's a sequel to that called Lucky Child by a lady called Lung Ong, who went through the horrific Khmer Rouge time um, with her family back in the 70s and she was born the same time the same year as me so and we look I, I read and I think about how different her childhood you know how horrific her mm. child was compared to mine she lost most of her family she's she was a refugee and ended up in the states and Angelina Jolie's actually making a movie of her story oh, wow. currently in Cambodia so obviously Angelina Jolie's got a, quite a big connection to Cambodia as well and I think if you read something like that and I've traveled a lot in these countries and, and there's so much poverty, so much hardship still, you know, and you know, you know 20% of the population of Cambodia is living under the poverty line. Um, but they're so resilient and they're so creative. And I was asked recently actually by a journalist, um, why should people in Australia, for example, care about Southeast Asia? Um, I think this lady was playing devil's advocate. I get that. But, yeah. you know, you read a story like that and you're so inspired that these people have risen from the ashes and, you know, it, it never fails to amaze me. So, yeah, <laughs> with a bit of a long, long answer to that one. <laughs> no. I killed my father. Amazing book. That's cool. I, I like the idea of going somewhere totally different with the book rather than finding a new way to do email or systematize or something. So that's a great recommendation. Thank you. The traffic top tip next then, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Okay, well, you're not going to be surprised when I say email marketing um, <laughs> because traffic increases probably five times at least to the website. Um, SEO has worked tremendously for me um, and House as well because I've got Home Decor, so the House website, I've got a direct link to that and I've got quite a few um, leads from House. Excellent. The tool top tip next then, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Um, very simple one. Um, I use notes on my iPhone. So whenever I, I, my to-do list is on there, whenever I have any ideas or I want to do some work out my hashtags are going to be for Instagram, it's straight into notes. Excellent. And the startup top tip next then. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? If you're passionate about something, just go for it. Don't wait. Um, don't wait till the website's perfect. Um, my website wasn't perfect when it launched in November. I've done a lot of tweaking. It maybe is almost unrecognizable. Just go for it. You know, Back in the day, it would have cost me probably $20,000 to launch my website. With Shopify and the other platforms, you know, it's easy, it's cheap. Just go for it. If you want something you want to do, just do it. That's e my tip. 
Excellent advice. Well, Master Plan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else, all that many, many stuff we've talk- talked about today by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 91. Judith, before we say goodbye, can you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Sure can. So www.templesandmarkets.com, Facebook, Temples and Markets, Instagram, Temples and Markets, and Pinterest, Temples and Markets. Nice and easy, that one. Um, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we've talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 91 or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Judith, thank you so much for being on the show today. I We've gone in directions I really didn't think we were going to go in. I thought we'd be talking about merchandising and product given your background, but it's been awesome to take a deep dive into email and some great tips there for everyone. So thank you so so much for sharing so much with us today. It was a pleasure. Phew. I mean, how much advice did we manage to get out of Judith there? That was phenomenal. So um, I guess the really key things to take away are make sure that you're really focused in on that email marketing activity. She gave us lots of great tips of how she's built that, how she's built her welcome sequence, the way she's gathering those emails. Um, have a look at at that and I will try and find some companies that are, that are offering those services so I can add them into the show notes for you all. So were you blown away by this episode? Well, you can find out if you're alone or not alone by joining in the discussion in our Facebook group at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. And as one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying the e-commerce masterplan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, Snapchat, whichever method is yours of choice, please do share these episodes so we can increase the number of people who benefit from the great stories we're bringing you. Now, make sure you come back next week to hear all about Dominic Poznanski because he's been achieving an 80% yearly growth with his business, Letterbox for You. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com. <laughs>